Let us bow our heads in prayer. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us to your presence this morning. We thank you for the gift of all of us, the gift of life. We thank you for the power in your word that feeds us every day. We now ask, Lord, that you come into our hearts this morning and let your word renew our strength. Let your word be our comfort. Let your word be our solace and courage because we do always make our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Can I hear the church say loud amen? amen? Aha, thank you. That's much better. <laughs> you may have heard this cliche that there is nothing like a perfect life. And there's a lot of truth to that. There's really nothing like a perfect life, a perfect marriage, a perfect relationship, a perfect good life. Because the truth is that all of us, because we are human, we sometimes carry with us brokenness. Sometimes in life, we carry woundedness. And for some people, the wounds are fresh. For some other persons, the wounds are scars that sometimes bring painful memories. Because we are human, we are products of history. We are products of family history. Products of cultural history. And sometimes these histories don't always bring the best out of us. You know, in the last 15 years, I've been teaching in college. And one of the classes that is like my staple classes is the one titled Fundamentals of Oral Communication. And the first project that I make my students do in that class is to teach them the skills of self-discovery. And so we cover topics like identity. We cover topics like perception. Things like self. What is exactly self? Who are you? And so we may look at models like the Johari window, the open self, the hidden self, the blind self, the unknown self. 
And the whole idea there is to get the students ready for their first project, which is like a 10-minute speech where they have to speak to the class about themselves, open up their life a little bit to the class through the process of self-discovery. In the last 15 years, it has always been uh, a kind of a spiritual moment for me, sitting in a class and listening to 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, young kids, sometimes telling their stories, stories of joy, and sometimes painful stories of brokenness, of divorces, the pains of, their, of the divorce of their parents where they, when they were 10 years old, for example. Sometimes you hear them talk about the pains of being bullied in high school. And who would have thought that a 16-year-old will carry with him or her some woundedness? But that's the reality of human life, that there's really nothing like a perfect life. At some point in life, you may experience pains. At some point in life, you may experience frustrations and disappointments. Sometimes your health will fail. Sometimes you wouldn't want to even age. When I look at my bald head, sometimes I'm like, what? The reality of life. Yet the truth is that even with all the ups and downs of life, you and I can find peace. We can find joy. We can find happiness in Christ Jesus. And that's the crux of our readings today. How can you sustain your spiritual well-being even in the face of all the struggles and challenges in life? So what I've done is to isolate three spiritual insights from our readings today. There are certainly many more beautiful insights in the three readings today, but we don't have the time to look at all of them. So I'll just bring forward three, and then we unpack them briefly, say our closing prayer, and then we'll continue with the Mass. So three spiritual insights. Number one, the power of faith. Number two, God's unfailing promise to you and to me. And number three, patient endurance. So let's look at them briefly. The power of faith. What is the opposite of faith? It's fear. And what does fear do to us? Fear sometimes creates optical illusion. Fear sometimes makes a mountain out of a molehill. Fear is the thing that sometimes sets anxiety and sets panic. In fact, the old English word worry comes from the word, actually the current English word comes from the old one worrien, which means to strangle. So worrying is a kind of strangling that goes on of your peace and of your joy. And so fear is really something that makes us not see reality as it should be. Sometimes it sets, exaggerates our problems, and then we begin to fear and panic. Faith, on the other hand, is what truly makes us see how things should be. 
faith is what makes us see a molehill for what it is, a molehill. Now you begin to get where Jesus is going when he says the, the, the mountain is uprooted. Faith is dynamic. Faith is the thing that reassures you that there is nothing in your life that is unchangeable. And so when Jesus says that the mulberry tree is uprooted, it means that nothing is permanent in God's force. Because you have power in you to change the way you look at the crosses in your life. And that's precisely what Jesus is getting at in the gospel when he says, you know what? It's not about the quantity of your faith, but it's the quality. And so even if you have faith as small as the mustard seed, you can change a lot of things in your life. And in the second reading, Paul now summarizes this first point so beautifully. That what you have is not a spirit of fear. It's not a spirit of cowardice. It's not a spirit of timidity. But what you have in your heart is the gift of faith, the gift of power, the gift of change. And that's why sometimes in class I tell my students when I try to debrief them after that project, and I often tell them, yes, we all have histories. Sometimes we have dysfunctions in our families. But what you have in your heart is dynamic. The spirit in your heart is dynamic. And because of that, there is nothing that cannot change. Your self-esteem that looks so low, you can change it in the power of God. Even the pains of the divorce of your parents that you think you can't surmount, you can change it. The addiction, your juuling and your vaping, you think you can, and they're like, ah, yep, you can get over it. Amen. Because of the power of the spirit you've got in your heart. That's the gift of faith that God gives to all of us this morning. Can I hear the church say amen? amen. Now let's look at the second spiritual insight. And this has to do with the fact that the promise God has made to you will never fail. God will not disappoint in his promise to you. Believe me. He has promised to give you life and give it to you in abundance. He has promised to protect you and shield you, and his word is true. That's why in the first reading from Habakkuk, when the Lord made all the prophecies and the promises to the people of Israel, and so Habakkuk now turns around and says, Hey, Lord, when is it going to happen? Give us a time frame. What time is, going to, is it going to happen? And the Lord said, Are you kidding me? You want me to give you a time frame? My word is true. It never fails. It may delay, but it will always come to thee. And that's our assurance this morning. That yes, sometimes in life, as Christians, we may experience what some people will call the dark night of the soul. A time you even begin to wonder if God really listens to you or listens to me. It's normal. There may be times that you're like, why me? I've done all the things right. 
I've tried to be a good Christian woman, a good Christian man. Why me? It's normal. It's usual. But your second assurance today, my dear friends, that the Lord has made a promise to you. And because he is God, he will never disappoint you. Amen. The final insight, the third one, is patient endurance. Patience. I'd like to take a, a statement from what Paul tells Timothy in the second reading this morning. St. Paul says, Bear your share of the hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. What is Paul getting at? Patience. Wait on the Lord. Yes, sometimes it may look so tough and difficult, but wait on the Lord. And you know what happens to the persons who wait on the Lord? The prophecy of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. They will soar on eagles' wings. They will run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint, those who wait on the Lord. So let's summarize. What's our takeaway? I don't know what you're going through in your life at this moment. But regardless of what it is, difficulties in your family dynamics, personal issues, regardless of what it is, I want you to hold these three things in your heart this morning. Number one, the power of your faith will get you through. Number two, God has made a promise to you, and he would always keep to his own end of the bargain. Amen. And number three, be patient. Wait. Wait. Just wait for the Lord. Let us now bow our heads and pray. Father, I place into your hands the things I cannot do. Father, I place into your hands the things that I've been through. Father, I place into your hands the way that I should go, for I know. I always can trust you, for I know we always can trust you.